Hey, what's up, guys? It's Bobby coming at you at RJA Sports Podcast. Today is Thursday, October 25th, and we're going to jump right in. So uh, on this day in sports, the Florida Marlins beat the New York Yankees 2 to nothing in Game 6 of the 2003 World Series and their second-ever World Series victory. Um, so that was super cool. For the Florida Marlins, I am sporting my 2003 World Series champion, Marlins Championship shirt today, and uh, probably switch back and forth between that one and the uh, Boston Red Sox shirt I have on, to, um, because obviously they're in the World Series. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I uh, actually got my shirt from Goodwill, and so I was pretty pretty psyched when I saw that shirt, and I thought this was fitting, especially for me. Uh, so, yeah, it's just super cool. Thought I'd throw that out there uh, since, you know, it's World Series time. So, a little World Series trivia right there. Anyways, um, today we're going to touch on some hot topics just around a plethora of sports, um, not just limited to NBA, NFL, and MLB. We're going to get into some golf and some UFC stuff today as well as NBA, NFL, and MLB. Uh, and then we'll touch on the NBA, some league news, and some games tonight that are piquing my interest. And then we'll talk about some stuff that's going on in the NFL, Thursday night football, stuff like that. Um, and then we will get into uh, the, uh, the thick of it with the uh, World Series talks. So, uh, yeah, we'll jump into some hot topics that we got going on today in sports. Khabib and McGregor. Any of you guys watched their fight? It was it was an interesting fight. I was very... I wanted to watch that fight very badly. Um, I was not able to. And I wish I could have. But, of course, I wasn't able to. And I watched everything, all the weigh-ins, all that stuff. So it was super cool, all the interviews and stuff like that. And they did a great job of not only promoting this game or this, this, this fight, but they made this fight personal, which I don't want to say is a bad thing for UFC, because it gives it it gives it that interest that people like to see. They want to see two guys with a personal grudge go at it with each other, you know, land and punches to you know some guy's face and and some kicks and you know it's UFC so I do all kinds of stuff. Uh, so they they did a great job of promoting it and they made it personal, which was good and bad, and it ended up biting them in the butt. McGregor and Khabib both. Khabib, after the fight when Khabib won, he supposedly was getting, you know, yelled at by some of McGregor's teammates, um, or guys on McGregor's team, I should say, and they were yelling some stuff, and Khabib did not like what they had to say, and Khabib and his teammates started this big fight with a bunch of people 
in the ring, outside of the ring. It was Khabib's team against McGregor's team. And uh, Khabib was very... He's been punished for what for what him and his team did. Um, they have... They, they got suspended by the UFC... And now they're getting their suspensions extended indefinitely by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. And Khabib is getting half of his purse, which is the money that he made from the fight. He's getting half of that withheld. He They've released $1 million to him, and he's being the other $1 million is being withheld. Um, so, yeah, that was something that just recently happened was that their suspensions were extended. So there's that. Uh, another topic that's um, been talked about for a while off and on is the Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson face-off, like one-on-one type thing, um, just to, uh, just a friendly, you know, it's just like a friendly, friendly golf golf game between the two of them, and they um, they have set a date, time, and now a pay-per-view price for t- to be able to watch the golf match. Now, they set the price at $19.99, and the match will occur on Friday, November thir- 23rd, uh, which is the Friday after, so it's like Black Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And all the proceeds of the winner, which is like a total of $9 million, I think, are going to go to the charity of choice by the golfer that wins. So Phil or Tiger, whoever wins, will get to select the charity of their choice where that money will go to. And they'll make, you know, I don't want to say bets, but they'll wager each other off and on during the... during the time when they're on the course. I don't know all the exact details of this. This is still about a month off. So we'll see if uh, we start here. We'll probably hear more and more about this um, within the next upcoming couple of weeks. And there are no on-site tickets being sold to this. So this is exclusively a televised event. And like I said, the set price will be nineteen ninety-nine for pay-per-view. So if you're interested in golf, that'd be an awesome thing to watch. I am very interested in this and I would love to watch this. So, I will probably gladly spend that $20 to watch this. Anyway, on to our next hot topic. This one's football related, but this one was... It's football related, but not anymore. I mean, it's still still football related, but not anymore. And you'll understand what I'm saying. When I bring it up, uh, the Broncos backup quarterback, uh, Chad Kelly, has been released from the Broncos. So, you know, that's why I'm saying, you know, not really football related anymore because he no longer plays for the, for the Denver Broncos due to a criminal trespassing charge where he went into somebody's home and sat down on their couch. A, a random person's home sat down next to a woman and a child and was mumbling gibberish. I am astonished. 
I'm just taken back. It's just so... It's funny. It honestly is funny. I know. I know. It's. It could be a little bit scary. You know, a, a random man that you don't know enters your home and sits down next to you on the couch. That's scary. But knowing that it's you know the Broncos' backup quarterback and like that he is isn't really a threat to them. Looking back on it, it is funny. Goes in there at one in the morning, just mumbling gibberish, incoherent. Words is what the uh, the woman described. So I thought that was I I cracked up when I heard that for the first time. I was like, the backup quarterback for the Denver Broncos just walked into somebody's house and sat down on their couch. It's just it's it's funny. It really is. Anyways, let's get into some NBA talks. The Golden State Warriors played the Wizards last night. And the Golden State Warriors beat the Wizards 144 to 122. And that really isn't, you know, I mean, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about Steph Curry's performance in that game. Steph had 51 points. He scored in the third I believe he had 50 points through the third quarter. Through three quarters of play, I think he had 50 points, which is crazy. He was 11 for 16 on three-point attempts. I mean, after seeing that performance last night, it's hard to say that he is not the best three-point shooter of all time. And the Washington Wizards are not a bad team. It's just Steph Curry is just too good. He can be anybody. I mean, they were... I forget who it was, but one of the teammates on the Wizards said that they were going to... They, they purposely wanted to foul Steph Curry. They were going after to foul Steph Curry, hand in the face, anything they could to get him... To keep him from scoring. And even then, he was still making those shots. It was just... I mean, the Wizards did what they could. It's just Steph Curry. And it's an unbelievable performance by him. Um, so, I mean, and even Durant. I think Durant had 30 points. And he, even he said he was, he has to get taken out of the game. Because he was like, this is just not, like he was like, I don't want to be in this game. It's I'm not getting anything out of it. There's no point in playing this game anymore. We're blowing these guys out. Steph Curry is carrying the team right now. He's like, "Why am I even in?" Um So I mean, that's that's why I wanted to talk about that game. Is Steph Curry quite possibly the best three-point shooter in the history of the NBA. So, there's that. Uh, the next game I want to talk about is the Lakers versus the Suns. Lakers finally get their first win. So, no longer 0-3. They're 1-3 now. Um, Kobe Bryant can stay in retirement. Kobe was making, uh, you know, comments and stuff like that, saying that he would, jokingly saying that he would come back if the Lakers went 0-5. And... 
you know, I mean, nobody, I, I didn't believe him. If other people believed him, then it was definitely a joke. Anyways, Kobe can stay in retirement. That's the end of that. Lakers won 131 to 113 against the Suns. Stevens, Lance Stevenson came off the bench for 23 points. Um, now, LeBron wasn't as, you know, vital in the scoring game, but he was very important in the assist game. He was very generous with the ball with 10 assists. So, you know, that's, LeBron wasn't as, you know, vital of a score. Um, Stevenson really, really took on that role this game. And, uh, I mean, Stevenson also threw up an alley-oop to Lonzo Ball off the glass. So, that was, I, it, it was a fun game. I didn't watch the game, but it was fun to watch the highlights of the game. Um, like I said, LeBron scored 17 and he had 10 rebounds or I mean, I, I mean, 10 assists, not, not rebounds. He had 10 assists. So he was very generous with the ball and Stevenson, 23 points in 25 minutes, led the team in scoring. He was 10 for 14 in field goals. I mean, he was on last night. Uh, and that veteran presence is what those Lakers need with Stevenson. You know, and I mean, he's, I know Kuzma and Ball are already decent players, but, and Kuzma's even better than Lonzo, but Stevenson and LeBron and Rondo are going to be there to pour into these guys and help them become championship contenders for years to come. So that's they they needed to see that performance from Stevenson off the bench. He didn't even start. He came off the bench. He played so good they kept him in for twenty five minutes. Uh, so that was that was cool. And then we have some. I think there's a couple games on tonight in the NBA, but nothing that really. Pe- well, there's four games on tonight. Cavaliers and Pistons. Not too interested in that. It's the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons are going to win. That's that's all I have to say on that. Trailblazers and Magic. That might be a closer game than people think. Um, but like I said, not too interested in watching the Magic. The only thing I'd be interested in watching that game for is Mo Bamba. Um, so we'll see. You know, I mean, Damian Lillard on the Trailblazers, but... I'd I'd like to see what what Mo Bamba can do. So that'd be my my only reason I'd watch that game. And then the two games that really piqued my interest are the Celtics and the Thunder and the Lakers and the Nuggets on tonight. Now, the Boss Boston and OKC game tonight. I I'm interested to watch this game go down because the Celtics have through the first through their first four games they have not been the team that I thought they were going to be. And I think OKC has gone 0 for 3 and they've put up they've put up a fight against, you know, their teams that they've played, especially against the Warriors. That that game was impressive to me. And they went into overtime against the Bucks. So, 
I think I think that the Celtics what was that Bucks game? I think that Bucks game was a I think that Bucks game was a preseason game. Anyways, the the Celtics are like I said, the Celtics are not the team I expected them to be. Oklahoma City Thunder will put up a fight against them. I think it'll be a close game. I still think Boston is going to pull it out. But I've been wrong about Boston the last couple of times. And I just, I don't know. I want to see Boston succeed because I like Kyrie Irving. I like what Jason Tatum has to offer. I like Al Horford. I'm a, I'm a Hawks guy, you know, and he's a former Hawk. So I, I like the way the Boston Celtics play, and I'm tired of seeing Golden State Warriors win. So I'm really rooting for the Celtics to put up a good fight against the Thunder, get their, you know, record in check. Right now they have their their 500 win percentage, 2-2. Two and two. Thunder's 0 for 3. And I think the only thing that the Thunder can do, or the only thing that will push the Thunder to win tonight is the thought of them going 0 for 4 through the first four games of the season. So... If yeah, if they lose tonight, they'll be zero for four. Um, so we'll see how that that game shakes out. That'll be the only thing. It, they're losing, and I think they're going to get tired of losing, and eventually they'll put up a fight. So, anyways, the next game is going to be the Lakers and Nuggets. This game, I'm super intrigued in because the um, the Nuggets. Actually, I don't want to say, you know, upset, but it really, Nuggets are a good team. They can compete, and they beat the Warriors. That's all I have to say. I don't want to say it's an upset, but they beat the Warriors. So, and by, um, only by two points, but still, it's, it's, it's the Lakers, you know, a team that, that they have some getting used to each other. So I think, I really think, I think the, ah, this is so difficult to pick. I think the Lakers will win. I do. I think the Lakers will come out tonight and they will, it, it'll be very close. It'll be a very close game. And, I mean, the Nuggets are looking to start 5-0. and if they win tonight, they'll be five and zero. And I think the Lakers are just what I saw. You know when they beat the when the performance they put up against the Suns, I think they can. I think they can play. I think they can play against the Nuggets. So I think it'll be close. I like to see the Lakers win. Um, but at the same time, I I couldn't. I I think the Lakers will win, not by much. I am very on the fence about this game. Denver or LA, either either team, is has a very good chance of winning this game. Anyways, let's move on to some football now. Very short, brief 
uh, football to talk about tonight since it is it's Thursday night football. Um, and there's football on this weekend, but we'll talk about that on my next podcast next Monday. Or I mean next next Tuesday. Sorry. Uh so Thursday night football, we have the Dolphins versus the Texans on tonight. The Dolphins are going to start Brock Osweiler, the uh, Texans' old quarterback. And Dolphins have not been that great this season. They haven't been that great at all. And I think the Texans are a better team overall. And with a un unclear and shaky offense that the Dolphins have against the Texans defense, which is a very, very good defense. I don't see any way that the Dolphins win this game. I think the um, Texans are going to win 31 to 17. And I think 17 points for the Dolphins is generous. And I'm being generous with both of these teams, of course. I think, you know, Deshaun Watson's a good quarterback. But, you know, I mean, he's played well. He's played fairly well this season. He's been a little shaky in games. And, I mean, the Dolphins' defense can play. The Dolphins the Dolphins have a defense. Um, so I think if the Dolphins' defense is on tonight, they'll limit the Texans' scoring. But, like I said, Texans win this game 31-17. And I'm generous with those with with the score. So there's that. There's very brief NFL talks uh, because there's only one game on, and I already spoke about Monday Night Football in my previous podcast. So there's NFL. Now let's move on to Major League Baseball. Uh, let's get this out of the way now. Twins hired former Tampa Bay Rays coach, Rocco Baldelli. He, uh, was a very, very good ball player back in the day, and his career was cut short, um, due to a muscular, uh, something was wrong, like a dis muscular disorder, something like that, and he has damage to his tissue, Very, he's very susceptible to damage and injury to his tissues, uh, which was a concern for him and teams, teams weren't really willing to take a risk on him, and he wasn't really to take that risk, uh, he wasn't, he, he, he didn't want to do that, so he ended his career short. He played for a couple of seasons. His rookie season, uh, he was came in third place in the Rookie of the Year voting. So there is that. And he will manage for the Rays next year. He'll be the youngest manager in baseball. And we've been seeing more and more that age doesn't really matter in the game. Uh, I mean, we see Alex Cora, the manager for the... Red Sox, and he's in, like, barely 40, I think. Um, And then it's just, like, we're seeing the age get younger and younger, and we see, you know, Joe Madden being the oldest manager in baseball. So we're seeing these youngsters come in, and I feel like 
we'll get this refreshing young these refreshing young managers in and they'll stay in the game for a long time like it used to be with like Jim Leland, Bobby Cox, you know, we see Joe Madden being, you know, the last last of that sort of generation of guys. We'll see that we'll get this refreshing young managerial um appearance and then that'll fade out like it has recently with the retirements and such. So I think we're seeing these young guys come in, taking the place of these old guys. They'll be there for a very long time, managing for a very long time, and then it's just the cycle that we have going on. So congratulations to him. Um, 37 years old. Let's see what he can do. I feel like he'll be in the game. I mean, he's he's been in the game for a while, so I feel like he's definitely looking to take these twins to the postseason. So we'll see. We'll see what the Twins can do. We'll see what Baldelli can do with the Twins. You know. Anyways, World Series is going on. That's what I'm looking forward to talking about. We had Game 1 on Tuesday night, and Game 2 was last night. Game 1, I thought I predicted fairly well. Uh, Chris Sale pitched well, like I said, and I thought Clayton Kershaw was not going to put up a fight against the Red Sox offense, which he really didn't. Red Sox beat up on Clayton Kershaw. They scored eight runs. Not all of them were to Kershaw. Uh, Kershaw, I think, had four earned runs. Um, Let me fact check that real quick. I want to make sure I get that right. Kershaw, five earned runs. Sorry, he had five earned runs. He gave up seven hits on four innings pitched. And they, the Red Sox had a big first inning off of Kershaw, which is what you need to do. You need to jump on Kershaw early to have success against him, which they did. First inning, Mookie Betts got us free tacos. You know, stole, stole second base which was super cool to see. And then Ben Attendee singled him in, and the Red Sox went up one nothing, and then it kept escalating and escalating and escalating. And the game was tied. It was, you know, the game was, it was f- three to three. That's what it was. It was, uh, Three to three, and then uh, JD Martinez hit a big double. Uh, JD had a big night, like I said. Look for JD Martinez being MVP. Uh, we might see Ben Attendee pull out MVP as well. I mean, of course, if they win the World Series, which in my opinion is looking highly likely, like I said, uh, Dodgers will be lucky to win a game. I think they will. I think we'll we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Anyways. Like I said, J.D. Martinez had a big double, almost a home run. I was sitting there on the couch. I lean over to one of my roommates. I say, J.D. Martinez, three-run home run right here. Hit it to the deepest part of the ballpark out there, 420 in dead center field out in Fenway. And I was just ecstatic 
because you know JD, I, I I picked him. You know, I'm I'm rooting for him big time. So he had a big double, went two for three, two RBIs, and he also scored a run. Uh, and I mean, big game for them, but. At the same time, the Dodgers did the Dodgers did score four runs, and I mean, I wasn't necessarily surprised that they score four runs, but it's it's Chris Sale. I mean, he had three. Chris Chris Sale only gave up three earned runs, um, so. You know, he only gave up three of those four. Ryan Brazier gave up the other one. Um, but, I mean, that the, the game was 3-3. J.D. Martinez hit a big two-run double. And then Eduardo Nunez comes up, hits a three-run bomb. Crowd, Fenway goes crazy. They're up 8-3. And then Brazier comes in. He has that cushion. Gives um, you know, they the um they tied the game. Was this game one? What am I? Am I thinking? Of? So Martinez. Oh, that's what it was. Martinez doubled the center. It was tied 2-2. That's what I meant to say. And then JD came up, singled. No, he doubled, sorry. Doubled the center field. Almost a home run, like I said. Steve Pierce scored. And then uh, game ended up getting tied. Machado grounded out. Game was tied 3-3. You know, this game was going back and forth. Bogarts um, scored a run. On a uh, in, in a in a fielder's choice, and then Rafael Devers came up and extended the lead to five to three. Uh, Benintendi scored, and then Machado was on. He was on that game, three RBIs. But there wasn't much that the Dodgers could do after Nunez hit that hit that big home run. And Ben Attendee and Martinez, you know, the two guys I've been talking about, the MVP candidates, were both on base for that Nunez home run. So I'd be happy to see either of them win, uh, but I think JD really has really has that that bat. He has the bat to do it. So I think JD will win him win him over with his bat. So I'm excited to see what goes on. Um, Within the next couple of games, and what's and let's see what you know Ben Attendee and JD Martinez can do. Um, and I, I forgot to mention Kemp. I don't want to say it's a big home run, but at the time it was a big home run. Uh, the Red Sox were up to nothing, and Kemp came in in the top of the second and homered to left field. Uh, so I. Slightly shifted the momentum enough to where the Dodgers had that chance 
it was back and forth for a little bit there. So I think with, without that Kemp home run, this game would have been decided a lot earlier. But that Kemp home run really sparked something for the Dodgers. They put them on, put them on the board. Score went from down to now they're down only only one run, two to one. So I think that Kemp home run was big for the Dodgers. Uh, helped them out a lot. Red Sox won eight to four. Like I said, I I predicted that they would win four to two. Red Sox would win four to two. You double my score, and you get the score of the game. So, more or less, I predicted the score correctly. More or less. Anyways. They did... The score was 4-2 to two in Game 2. So... Maybe I was predicting... Maybe, maybe I, I, you know, I, maybe I had this vision, and... And I just picked the wrong game. Maybe I was like, oh, man, Red Sox are going to win 4-2 to sometime. Sometime this this po- or this or World Series. And I just picked the wrong game, you know? Maybe I'm just that good. Anyways, game two went... It, game two is a little closer. Like I said, game was... It, the final score was 4-2. to two, And... It was it was a little bit more I don't know. It it was over after the fifth inning because they didn't score, you know, either team didn't score anymore. Because uh, both both bullpens were pretty locked down in that game. So I you know Game one was more, it went deeper into the game with action, but game two was closer. So, I like both games. I watched both games. But, um, game two piqued my interest a little bit more because David Price has not been that effective in the postseason recently. But in game two, he went six innings and only gave up three hits. And then the Red Sox bullpen was lights out from there. So, I mean, Price Price was Price was on. Uh, I mean, he it, it was four to two. He gave up the two Dodger runs, but again, he only gave up three hits. Of course, he did have three walks, but five strikeouts. Not a bad outing. You know, only two earned runs in six innings. So, definitely helped his ERA out a little bit. Definitely helped his his postseason case a little bit there. So, this postseason he's pitched not great. So, that was refreshing to see him come out here. Six innings, only three hits. Um, And then... So... Mookie Betts went three for four in the game, which was very cool. Very cool to see. I like Mookie Betts a lot. You know, I've been saying American League MVP. Um, I'm, you know, I've I've got his player shirt. You know, his his name on the back of my shirt. Um, when I went to when I went to Fenway this year, I, I get a shirt for every ballpark I go to, 
and I got a Mookie Betts one. I don't regret it at all. Awesome player. I like him a lot. Uh, so it was cool to see him go three for four in that game. And, you know, he scored a run, one of four runs. So there was that. Ben Attendee, however, went over three in that game, did score a run. He, he was got walked. And uh, my boy J.D. Martinez went one for four, but he did have two RBIs and the clutch hit of the night. J.D. Martinez, big single, bases loaded, scored two runs, and that's what basically put the game away. Madsen had... They pulled. They pulled. Um, they pulled Ryu, and Madsen came in and walked a guy. And bases were loaded, and JD Martinez comes up, and you know just does JD hit a single, score two runs. That ended up being the deciding factor. The game score was four to two. Madsen let the game slip, slip right through his fingers. Two outs. Um, and I mean, although Ben Attendee went uh, 0 for 3 in the game, he did have a very majestic leaping grab in the outfield there. And I, although there isn't much to say about the Dodgers' performance, Machado did score a run, uh, as well as David Freeze on their very limited offensive game. So, Dodgers, there's not much to talk about for the Dodgers, uh, except for a very cool, odd play. Uh, Chris Taylor gunned down Ian Kinsler at third base from left field. But what was odd, it seemed like an ordinary play, you know, but it wasn't. The ball, Chris Taylor threw the ball, and mid-stride, the ball went through Kinsler's legs right before he slid into third. So he Kinsler got nutmegged by Taylor's throw. For those of you who don't know what nutmeg means, it's a soccer term for when a ball goes through, whenever a player kicks a ball through someone's legs. So we're using nutmeg because the ball went through his legs and Machado made a nice play. Kinsler came off, came off the bag and Machado held the tag there the whole entire time. Uh, he was out before he even before he w- came off the bag. He w- the throw was there. Machado swiped him before he touched the bag, and then whether he you know got him before he touched the bag or not, after Kinsler came off the bag, Machado held the tag there, confirming that you know Kinsler was out. Anyways, time for my rights and wrongs. For the week for the MLB, I didn't really... This was one of my few predictions from Monday. Or, or Tuesday, not Monday. I keep saying Monday. It's Tuesday, Tuesday. Uh, I predicted that the Red Sox would beat the Dodgers in Game 1. I didn't give a prediction for Game 2. Uh, I don't know why I should have. Uh, but anyways, tomorrow's game is Game 3 for... Uh, for the World Series, we got Bueller on the mound and Purcell for the, on the mound. And if there is a game that the Dodgers will win and that they have to win, 
it's going to be tomorrow night in L.A. Bueller is a great, he, he's been great this postseason, except for, you know, a, a couple of games. Or, it was it one, he pitched, in, in a game against Atlanta, he got beat up pretty bad. Uh, I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. just yammed on a ball uh, for a grand slam off of Bueller, so. So we'll see how this game goes. I think, you know, Bueller can be lights out, but it's, again, it's the Boston, it's it's the Red Sox offense. We'll see how that turns out. Rick, Rick Porcello, not, not a great, you know, I I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty good pitcher. In the postseason, he hasn't been, um, Stellar. So we will see, you know, how this game will go for Porcello. Um, I think the Dodgers can beat up on him. And then we'll see who pitches game four. You know, if if the Dodgers win game four or game three, they might be a little bit more lax on who they pitch game four. And if if Boston wins game three, I feel like they'll have Kershaw on the mound again for the Dodgers in game four. That's that's if they don't win that's if the Dodgers don't win game three. And also I just got some breaking news that um the Blue Jays I believe just hired. I it just it just came up on my phone here. I think the Blue Jays just hired their bench coach. Let me let me check on that real quick. So John Gibbons is out. And Blue Jays are set to hire Charlie Montoyo as manager. Um, That's what I am reading right now. I'm not sure if that went into effect or if something has changed. But as of like 21 minutes ago, that is the breaking news on the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays manager. So there's that. Anyways, I just I just thought I'd mention that in this podcast since it just came up. Uh, so yeah, there's my World Series prediction. Like I said, I'm still I'm still Red Sox in five. The Dodgers do win a game. If it's not this one, if it's not Game Three, it'll be Game Four. Uh, but I think Game Three, they'll I think they can pull out a win in Game Three. So yep, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening to my podcast today. Uh, I will be back on Tuesday. At least that's what I, I plan to. Uh, but, you know, pay attention to my Instagram and see if I post anything like that. Um, whether or not I'll I'll be posting on Tuesdays. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. And I uh, hope you guys have a great Thursday and the rest of your weekend. And I'll catch you guys on Tuesday. All right. Thanks, guys.